Manimal here. It is Sunday, December 31st, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, we're going to go around the league. We're going to talk about starting pitching, and we've got that number one moment in our top 15 2023 Texas Rangers moments of the year. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. I'm Jack Leiter, and you're listening to Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And hey, we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. And you know what? Just to let you know before I tell you about my social media, let me tell you that the 2023 Texas Rangers are your World Series champion the last day of 2023 that we're going to get to say that, but come 2024, we're going to be saying it all year long. If you want to see me talking about the Texas Rangers on social media for the entirety of 2024, you can check me out at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R, all socials. If you want to find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media, you can find us at TX Rangers WTB, and you can check us out on that website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. Hey, and joining me, my co-host, the 300-pound manimal, a.k.a. Bull, a.k.a. Night Bull. Bull Night. Bull Night. That, bull, yes. It bull can, Night, all one word. Bull Night, all one word. There's a K in there somewhere. If you, if K, you K, not with the N-I-G-H-T, but the K in I-G-H-T. Yes, yes. Bull night. Yes. Bull, the B and the K are capitalized all one word. Yes. We've now made this thing, so it's it's definitely a thing, but it's uh it's definitely bull night tonight. It is the last night of the year. The Rangers mm-hmm. in 2023 won the championship, and you were saying that uh, it's the last day we can say that. So we'll just now say that the Rangers are the defending mm. uh, World Series champions until that isn't the case anymore, and hopefully it isn't next year. We've got a <laughs> bunch on the a bunch on the ledger tonight, but first and foremost, Happy New Year to everyone who's listening to this because they'll probably listen to it on new year's day or after so happy new year's to everybody listening to the show we're so thankful that you uh took time out of your day to listen to us and uh enjoy um our texas ranger stylings uh we're like a, we're like the jazz band of of texas rangers but um uh, before we get on with the show, let everyone know we're, I'm doing good here over uh, over on my side of the uh, Metroplex. It's uh, um, a nice, um, warm day, but I think that's supposed to change uh, as we get into the new year. But uh, um, if you want to check me out on social medias, X, Manimal Bull, Instagram, Manimal 300, and both Facebook and TikTok, Bull Pro, um, whatever your favorite platform of social media is, find me on there. We'll start talking about these uh, uh, Rangers. The 2024 Rangers is what we're talking mm. about now, which, uh, you know, it's uh, exciting. We got another year under the belt, and this will be uh, the last episode of season two and onward and upward into season three. Man, oh man. So 
with the risk of one of our shenanigans to open the show, which we've seemed to have fallen into uh, multiple of the last episodes. So with the um, with Bull Night, you know, uh, or Morning Bull, are we? Is this something we could look forward to? Maybe some social media handles changing, or or Absolutely. is this? Uh, yeah, probably not. No, it's, <laughs> it's probably just the thing that we do for a couple of weeks, and at some point we forget about it because we get into a better schedule. Well, it would be nice if uh, you know maybe uh, one of our listeners uh, who hey, might be more you know, artistic. Uh, you know, the other day we were laughing about uh, Jankowski, what we had to say about him or whatever, and, and mm-hmm. basically our take on Jankowski was that if uh, if some of those younger players that they have on the 40-man stumble, there's a good chance that Jankowski could be a, a fixture within the club. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know we used to do questions on the show? We did. Like we you would know, we ask used a to question do... at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I completely, like, I forgot all about that. And then I got to thinking about it, and it was like the Mitch Garver was mm-hmm. was the question was would he play sixty games or not? Mm. Well, that you know what we need like, to bring that we back. We were asking we? really tough, hard hitting questions, and um, back in those those first episodes of Texas Rangers with the boys. Oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe since this fifteen moments was such a great time, maybe we go like, what are the the, the maybe we pick like the the fifteen most important questions about this Texas Rangers team going into the 2024 season, uh, something of that sort. That could be a lot of fun because there are a lot of questions surrounding this team. Um, but back to what I was saying about um, Bull Night, Night Bull, it'd be nice if one of our listeners, um, you know, maybe was artistically inclined and could maybe, you know, get us a couple of like comic renderings of, uh, of, of those morning characters. And both Morning and Night Bull. Yeah, yeah. Morning Bull and Bull Night. Yeah, I think that would be cool. So anyways, uh, with risk of getting further down a unnecessary non-baseball related rabbit hole, let's jump into around the league. Uh, no news on Wander Franco. No, yeah, no, uh, no, no news. <laughs> he's uh, still just wandering around as of you know, December 31st. He's just kind of, you know, probably on a beach somewhere, maybe in a cove. I don't know. I'm not mm. exactly sure where he's at. Uh, maybe. Maybe he's just hibernating for the winter and he'll come around whenever baseball starts being played in, in, in February. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But probably not in the big leagues if we're well uh, Wander Franco is wandering around somewhere. He's wandering, like the, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like the wandering. Wander Frank Wander Franco is still wandering. Uh who someone who is not wandering is uh Chris Sale. Uh big trade, big big talked about trade. Um yeah. Yeah, um, you know, the the Braves are, uh, with the free agent market, starting to get a little slim out there and maybe not wanting to pay Blake Snell or uh, Jordan Montgomery top of the rotation money. Um, you know, they, they made a deal to bring Chris Sale in to kind of, you know, be a back part of their rotation, a four or five. Um, and I think the thought on this is, I think uh, – uh, all of them at 10 this year is being paid by Boston. And then, you know, next year he's got a $20 million club option. If he's good this year, they bring him back on a club option. You got two years and 30 um, for Chris Sale, um, you know, but he's had a bunch of injury problems. He's had uh, some self-inflicted injury problems, some uh, um, injury problems on his own, uh, 
you know, from, from, you know, back injuries and shoulder injuries. So, you know, it, we'll see what Chris Sale has left in the tank and it could be a deal for um, the uh, Braves. Uh, they send uh, um, Vaughn Grissom back to uh, Boston in the deal. And, you know, like I was kind of thinking, like if the Rangers were to make this deal, that'd be something similar to like sending Foscue, um, you know, Grissom, maybe a little bit better defender where Foscue may be a little bit better hitter. Both can play second base. Uh, Grissom can probably play some short, but overall for both teams, I think it's, uh, you know, the uh, Boston probably wins this thing in the long run, but we'll just have to see if, if Atlanta gets two brilliant years from Chris sale, you know, I'll have a whole different opinion in two years. Right. Yeah. And, and just kind of a head scratcher in some ways, because, you know, I've heard that Boston, you know, they're all in on Jordan Montgomery and um, I just don't understand it. It's kind of like, you know, if you're really trying to compete, getting rid of a starting pitcher and then going and signing one for basically the same amount of money that you signed this guy, that you're on the hook with this guy for, it just doesn't seem like it's, well, you you're, you're adding more, you, you know, you dump, you dump contract that you think isn't going to help your ball club in order to sign others. Um, you saw the day before they signed Lucas uh, uh, meet Giolito mm-hmm. uh, right before they traded sale. So they felt they had a, a better option to set to trade sale um, once they once they had meat in their in their mm. rotation. So, you know, I mean, for for sale, you know, it, it's a new it's a new start for Boston. Maybe they've got an infielder of the future that can be an everyday guy in their lineup. Yeah, it's just a, I don't know, these kind of moves, this like, it feel, I feel like you're just shuffling, you're just shuffling around pieces and you're not really, they're not really or getting a whole contract. lot better. And yeah, dumping contract, getting a player that's going to be cheap to fill that contract, send some money around and then get yourself back in a position to where maybe you can sign Jordan Montgomery because you've got a little free money and you don't have mm-hmm. to, you don't have the sale deal hanging over your head anymore. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Giolito, um, two years, I think what nineteen and a half. Yeah, two years, nineteen. Yeah, I was surprised um, he got more than one, especially after his stretch run last year after he was uh um what sent to Cleveland or and, and well, I don't know where all he ended up, but he didn't throw very well no matter where it ended up. Um mm-hmm. but I was a little surprised that he got two years. Uh I think that's kind of being based on, you know, the three prior years to the the two last. So, you know, he could – he's a big ballpark. His home run numbers may go down. Um, You you never know. Um, But Boston gets, a you know, probably a three or four or five, you know, somewhere around there pitcher that uh, they'll prop up as a, a one or a two. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if maybe you know, with Giolito, who knows what the, um, you know, the the reasonings behind his collapse with the Angels and with Cleveland wasn't having a terrible year with the White Sox um, up to that point. Now it seemed not terrible. He was having not a pretty great, decent but year. Not terrible, yeah. Well, I mean, his you know he was under four in his ERA. You know, his his WHIP was 
down in the 1.2 range. You know, he wasn't giving up three home runs per nine like oh, he yeah, was. That, um, hey, that's a big difference, yeah. I mean, yeah, right. that was the big one. The home runs, all of a sudden, he went from one and a half to three with those two teams. I'm sure that the thought process behind it is probably like, hey, it was just kind of like because he had all these shifting, shifting, uh, you know, environment or whatever I, I i have a my my biggest if i was picking this guy up on my team my biggest fear with him would be he's the opposite of jordan montgomery that he, the more pressure he gets into uh all of a sudden he he starts to crumble uh under pressure he's not that pressure kind of guy because as you saw the as the expectations went up for the white Sox, uh he that was when he started to unravel a little bit so uh, quite possibly could be a thing, but could and, and out there in Boston, man, I'm telling you what, if you have trouble with pressure anywhere up there, Boston, New York, that that East Coast, that's a grinder up there between them and the Phillies and the Red Sox. I mean, they they don't you be don't get nice and cordial down here. Yeah, you get you have no idea. I mean, Chicago is is not an easy place to play any sport, but they're not. It's not the, it's not the, 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 you know, you're not in the peanut gallery like it is out there in, in, uh, in the East coast. So he's, he, we'll see, you know, we'll see. But I, I think for me, the big one is that I, I like these short-term um, contracts we're seeing for starting pitching. I think it's a positive sign for the Rangers. Um, and speaking of the Rangers, why don't you, uh, before we talk about the Rangers, why don't you tell them a little bit about January 26th. Well, between now and spring training, we're letting everybody know that we're uh, uh, we're we're going to be out at the Matt War Pro Brawl at the Hall Two at the Fort uh, at the Southside Preservation Hall in Fort Worth, just on the south side of uh, Interstate Highway Thirty there. And uh, uh, Matt War Pro's got a big show coming up. I just saw that they announced. Uh, Brent McKenzie versus Dante Leone. They've got uh, Brick Savage versus Damo McCullough, uh, Dante Smiley versus Matt Locke, and a couple other matches that are that have been announced so far. But uh, um, the big the big story is that uh, um, Kelly's Onion Burgers and Big mm. Dog Hot Hot Dogs will be back with us being back at our home there at the Southside Preservation Hall and. Uh, you know, don't just bring your appetite for wrestling, bring your appetite for some good food and some good sweets because Starry's ice cream will be there with all her delicious ice cream. And uh, <laughs> it's going to be a big time Friday, January 26th, the Southside Preservation Hall, uh, 8 p.m. on that bell time. Love it, love it, love it. So, um, first question, and this is kind of a, kind of a lead in more than anything because. Really, all the news today for the Rangers is going to be surrounding starting pitching, and heck, it might even spill over into the next episode. Um, but first, just kind of question to kick out there, since we've talked about questions, and I feel like I've already got a good one to start this, kick this thing off. This, what does this starting pitching contract mean for the Rangers, and even maybe the possibilities of maybe either Jordan Montgomery coming back here, or even a pitcher like Jordan Montgomery? Um, with seeing, you know, you've got like, it seems like you have a tale of two, the haves and have nots right now. You've got like the top end of the free agent market, you're getting 12 years and, uh, these huge, massive contracts. And then now these guys that are in the middle, because these are what we're seeing these middle, middle to, to high middle level starting pitchers. 
uh, they're only getting short-term contracts and their years. I mean, the, 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 the amount of money on these contracts is really not crazy. When you consider last year, the Rangers gave Martin Perez $19 million. And a lot of these pitching contracts are in the, in the teens. Um, so, you know, what well, does this mean for the Rangers? What does it mean for Montgomery? Well, the first with Martin Perez, it was a, it was a kind of a situation where, they could let him hit free agency or they could have him back. And that was the price that you paid. And Martin Perez was coming off of an all-star season. And, uh, you know, so um, did it, did it end up working out the way that you thought that it was going to No, but that was kind of a more of a special situation that doesn't come up very often. And you can get some pitching that, you know, you know that you can the, once he says yes, you know, he's there for the season or whatever, but um you know, the more and more free agency goes on, the more I'm looking at, you know, the idea that the Rangers have uh, several guys on their 40-man roster that are starting pitchers that are going to waste another option for sure, probably just by the beginning of the year, um, if they don't make the club in in White, Kent, Wynn, um, those guys are all on there. Um, and they're going to, you know, I don't know that they're going to get an opportunity to leave camp with the club. But those are guys that I think that the Rangers really are, are wanting to find out what they have in those guys and what they're going to get out of those guys at the major league level, especially with White and Kent. Um, I think Zach Kent probably would have gotten the, the, the Cody Bradford starts had he been healthy last year. Um, the, you know, the way things had ended for him in AAA the year before that. And, you know, they were starting good before he got hurt. But, uh, you know... Uh, another year where you've got to find out what, you know, next year you're going to have to find out uh, what you've got in that guy. You've got, you know, uh, um, Cole Wynn, who is a first round draft pick. And then you've got Owen White, who's been a top prospect and even our top prospect at certain points on this show. So you've got guys that you've got to find out about. And I don't know that, the free agency market is going to be the route that the Rangers go, especially with the idea that they just need to kind of get healthy as the season goes on in their starting rotation depth. And we'll just kind of have to wait and see what the, what they do. But, um, you know, I could definitely see one of these guys like maybe Mania or something like that, like on a 15 year, one year deal to, to get depth and add innings at the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder, you know, I just wonder what it's gonna mean in the long term. But I, I like I like Manaya. Um, you know, I, I mean I do, uh, but who who are we talking off air that I was that I really liked? Um I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on him right now all of a sudden. Um who we were talking starting pitching off air and I and I was like, Man, oh uh Strowman, Marcus Strowman, right? Oh yeah. And well and I just know he's not gonna be on a one year. I think he's looking for more than that. And I think he has guys that are or teams that are interested in him. Um I don't know exactly what his deal would be like, but but you know, if you could get the right one or two year deal on or two year deal on him, it might be worth it. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know that I would be like uh, kept banking on him, you know, he opted out knowing that he wants to get more than one year for sure. Right. Right. And, and I wouldn't hate that deal. Like I, I wouldn't, to me, he's a guy I really think could come in uh, and provide a little bit of stability and give you a lot of options. If you're going to go pay to get a free agent pitcher, 
But here in a second, we're going to talk about one free agent pitcher and then also uh, just the starting pitching period as it relates to the big league club. Um, you know, I I think that's the only really decent option left if you're not going to go uh, Montgomery. If, if they don't go with one of those two guys, I mean, to me, it's kind of like let's – Let's just roll with what we got, and then we've got the ability to make a trade whenever we need to because we've got a great, uh, a robust farm uh, farm right now. And the, the the funny thing is, is the pitchers that are available right now for that kind of tra- you know trade them, uh, trade for them kind of thing that are everybody's talking about. Those won't be the only ones that are available as the you know off season goes on and as you know spring training hits as the regular season starts to go on more names will pop on that list and the Rangers will have a lot more options via trade um, than they do right now. So I, I, I like the idea of, you know, if you're going to bring somebody in, bring somebody that's, that's quality on a shorter year contract, unless you're going to really like make the commitment to Jordan Montgomery. Um, So let's talk about Zach Kent real quick. And we'll use that as a segue to roll into our Rangers starting pitching, uh, talk here because that's the position we're at right now so i'm going to turn it over to you and let you give a little news about what's coming out of the rangers organization as it relates to zach Kent. well i would just more than anything else i've been kind of seeing some stuff of his from uh um working this off season getting uh nine seven to nine inches of uh, vertical run and between 15 and 20 inches of horizontal run on his on his two seamer or a sinker which is i mean that's that's pretty insane i mean the catcher couldn't even catch the ball i mean i know he's not a professional you know i mean so i i just interested to see how that translates in the spring i think he's a guy that you know was on the on the track to being a big leaguer last year and an injury um slowed him down and uh you know, I think this year is the year that we may get to see some Zach Kent and we may uh, end up enjoying him uh, uh, greatly with that sinker that, that, that runs like it does. And if he's getting, uh, you know, a little bit of movement on his four-seamer and then he gets that big movement on his two-seamer, he can really be deadly. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's such an encouraging thing. And and it's something, again, to kind of easily that, – that can be easily forgotten as it relates to the Rangers that – they still do have a lot of depth as it relates to guys that are what we would consider like, I guess you say major league ready or ready to like make their, um, you know, major league debut or, or get some major, like it's their time to kind of like show that they're ready for this. And I think that the Rangers really want to see at least get a look at these guys in spring training before they make a huge financial commitment uh, for starting pitching. If you get there, you get, you start putting the rubber to the road and you really, really, and you really realize that, Hey, uh, <laughs> you know, you got to find out, and you know, I mean, like th- this is the time you've got a little bit of a window where you you've got starting pitching that's on its way back, but you've got time mm-hmm. to kill with it. And I mean, I know that everybody wants to bring Jordan Montgomery back and he was such a big part of what this club did last year uh, down the stretch and in the playoffs, but like, you know, I mean, they've tied up, what, 750 you know, $800 million in the last couple of years in free agency. And, you know, they're waiting for some of that to come back. And that's not even including the, 
the amount that New York is paying for Scherzer this year. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, they've got a, a bunch of uh, money tied up and, you know, maybe a long-term deal to another starter isn't in the cards right now. And, you know, I mean, there, there's just so many ways that the Rangers could go, but I think these young guys, I mean, they deserve an opportunity. And especially if you're going to have them on the 40 man roster, mm-hmm. you got to start finding out before they're out of options before you even find out anything about them. And, you know, now may be that time where, you know, mm-hmm. with, with the potent offense that they have and a team that can go out there and score you six, seven runs every night for a week, you know, take advantage of that and, and give these young guys a chance to stay in ball games and learn how to pitch in the big leagues. Yeah, and let's use that. Let's let's go ahead now. What I I, I we didn't plan this off air, but I'm gonna go ahead and just kind of tee it up because I think for the sake of our listeners, it'll be interesting to hear some of this. Because um, we all know what the top the top of the like the guys that are gonna be in this rotation. We all know that health if health is a hundred percent, we know it's Eovaldi, Gray, Dunning, Heaney. And Bradford, as it stands, that's your that's your five that's your five guys, right? right. Uh, we all know that Degrom, Molly, and Scherzer are all not set are all set to do set back second half of the season ish, give or take whoever. Um, we haven't we're not going to get into bullpen, so we're not going to bring up Coleman, who also is uh, in that same situation. So I've covered all the guys that we all know. Okay, like we all know those are guys that are going to get cracks at the starting rotation. I just, by the way, for the record, just mentioned eight names. So I think, I think it's kind of, kind of goes kind of, it's kind of lost on us a little bit, like that they really are deep in pitching. It's just, we're going to be a little thin uh, early, you know? Well, and a lot of it is unproven too, when you, when Mm -hmm. you're, when you start getting deeper than Dane Dunning and, Mm -hmm. and Andrew Heaney, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have Cody Bradford now. I mean, you know, the guy has World Series experience. He's been effective in the playoffs for this thing at this point. Um, you know, I mean, there's no reason to believe that he can't be effective for the Texas Rangers as their number five leading into the season. There's also yep. no reason to believe that if any kind of injury happens, that the Rangers don't have a piece in Owen White or... Mm-hmm. Um, well, Zach let me Gans. let me... Let me it's stop good. you there. Let me stop you there because that's actually kind of how I wanted to frame this whole thing. I probably should have told you, but I just it happened as we're going. But all right, yeah, organic. So let's use let's use Bradford and let's lump Bradford in here. And what I'm going to do is, and I think this will be interesting, is I'm going to go ahead and throw out the rest of the starting pitchers that are on the 40 man as it stands, because I think all of these names truly have a lot of potential. To, to truly to have like an impact. So you got Bradford, who's got a little more big league experience than the rest of these guys. But now you've also got Owen White, Cole Wynn, Zach Kent, Jose Corniel. And those are four guys right now that are currently on that 40-man roster that are yeah. starting pitchers that are available to the Rangers anytime um, that they want to use them. Let's talk about these guys because this is the truly interesting <clears throat> um thing for i would right. think for our listeners you know is is tell us about yeah. the guys that we okay. don't know so about. it would have to go really 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 bad and i still don't even think if it went really 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 bad you'd see jose corniel this year so, i agree um uh 
Cole Wynn is going to get every opportunity to start in this organization because mm-hmm. Cole Wynn was a two-time Gatorade pitcher of the year that they had fall to them in the first round a couple of years ago in the draft. And he he's a first-round draft pick that is going to get every opportunity to start in this organization. Um, he's had a little bit of a bounce back in winter ball this year. So we'll see how things go for him in the PCL to start the year or even at spring training, how things go in, in those A games and see if he can get himself in a spot to where they trust him, uh, you know, going forward. Um, but I don't think he'll start the season with the big club. But I do think that if things don't go well for him, uh, this year in the rotation, he'll be immediately into the bullpen and they'll start trying to get one or two innings out of him instead of five. Um, yeah, l- let me give you a quick, quick, uh, quick, give everybody a quick run through of his winter league numbers as it stands. So he made seven or six starts and seven games in winter league. Uh, in those, he got 24 innings. Struck out 24 people. Here's the big one, man. Only walked 10 and only gave up 16 hits, which put him out of barely over a one, almost a 1.1 width with a 2.63 earned run average. That's the best Cole win we've seen since 2021. Yeah. And and again, I, I know that he left in a start um, and, and didn't return. So, you know, it, it was shortened a little bit, but it isn't worth getting hurt over winter ball and you mm-hmm. want healthy for February whenever he's going to definitely be in our, in our, or a, a roster invite being on the 40 man. And then yep. um, Owen White got a, a cup of coffee in the, with the big club last year. Um, I wouldn't say productive, but I wouldn't say unproductive either. Um, you, you like the idea of having a kid that has this much movement on his sweeper. He really, he really, you know, I mean, he, he gets, you know, 18, 20 inches of run on that, on that sweeper. And it, I mean, it moves across the whole plate and uh, you know, you like that pitch. It got hit a little bit with the big club this year, and that's okay. It's not going to be the end of the world because good pitchers get hit by good hitters all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so Owen Owen White, I would be – I'm excited to see what it, what the future brings for him. I'd be excited to see if he uh, breaks camp with the big club. He may. He may do it in a long relief role. He may be, um, you know, that sixth starter that they keep in the bullpen early and go to early in games to get him out of jams. I don't know exactly what his role would be just yet, but I do like mm-hmm. the uh, prospects of him leaving um, surprise – with the big club and then yeah. Zach Kent. Oh, and then just to finish on Zach Kent, I know I talked about him a minute ago. Um, you know, I feel like last year kind of was going to be his year. Um, there's no reason that this year, if something happens early in the year and they need starts that it can't be Zach Kent and it can't be a productive Zach Kent and a guy that really helps this club. And, you know, later on when we, when we do the, our Texas Rangers with the boys down on the farm show, we'll talk about who we think might be at the triple a far uh, at the triple a level in the starting rotation. And it may key on these same guys that we're talking about right now with the addition of the other guys that, that could or should be in that rotation. Yeah. And, you know, Owen white kind of had a, his year last year was a little bit, just based on like his normal, his trajectory or how he's traject, you know, been, been looking like it was a little bit of an anomaly. 
Um, the big one being like the K's, like his uh, his K's per nine were down like drastically. So it leads me to believe that maybe it maybe we're talking a health issue. Maybe it's who knows what could have been the issue there. But um, if his K's per nine and his control, because his control was off too, if he comes back to that 2021-2022 form, um, I, I think he's going to be lights out. He's going to be an awesome uh, contributor to this squad. And I think that I think we just right now the best thing we can do is be optimistic. And the reason I say that is because it, it worked last year. Like last year, yeah, we we didn't mind uh admitting the warts that this that this team had, but we also were gonna show you the the bright side of everything um as kind of things worked through and just gave you the the hey, but it could work well, out really good is, as well. This is that young kind of depth that we've never really been able to talk about with the Texas Rangers because mm-hmm. they didn't develop pitching like this and mm-hmm. and and this is kind of you know i mean maybe maybe not a rarity but a new thing for the rangers to have multiple guys that are ready that you are actually excited about finding out what they have for the team whereas mm-hmm. in the past it's been okay these guys at triple a i mean even last year when you looked at that AAA roster, even the guys that were on the 40 man, you're like, Ooh, I don't know that I want any of these guys yeah. at the big league level right now. And, mm-hmm. and this year that's got to change. And then you well, know, that's not the case. That's not the case either. I think a lot of the names that we're talking about are guys that we were like, man, they're a year away. We can't wait till they're ready kind of thing. And now we're a year, we're a year away. Yeah, and, yeah, and, absolutely. and I want to bring up two real quick before we move on to my next question, as it relates to the, the starting pitching, but um, you know, Zach Kent already just his, his overall minor league statistics, just to look at him, you're looking at a guy who's around a four ERA, but you're also looking at a guy who's a 10 Ks per nine. Um, all he's got to do is get the walks down. Like everything else with this guy checks out. He's hard. Yeah. He doesn't give up more hits than innings pitched. He strikes out more batters than innings pitched. So he's got some electric stuff. I think the big thing is keeping guys off the bases uh, for him. Well, and I think, you know, if anybody, uh, sorry, but if anybody can get it right, it's going to be this Rangers pitching coaching staff because we've seen them do it uh, time and time again. Yeah, and I think a big thing with him is he's got a, his four seam fastball has to be good enough to keep him off the two seamer and give him enough to, you know, get ahead and count so he can go to his off speed pitches. And I think once he gets to that point and he's ahead of counts more often, he's going to be a much much improved pitcher. And we're probably going to see a lot of it at Round Rock early. You know, I mean, we're going to mm-hmm. see those developments there because you know, I mean, the 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 possibilities for what they do on the, on the rotation side, you know, are, are really endless. And I have no idea what's going on through their minds, but these are the guys that are, that are ready and close. And, you know, I got, you got to believe that Jack Leiter's getting to that point as well. And they're starting to, you know, they're starting to rev him up and and get him work with, with Heim and Maddox. And I imagine they're doing the same with Kent and white and, 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 you know, getting them ready for, for February. No, and you actually – I had a couple of other names, like actually three names that are on the AAA roster that I also think are – if some of these other guys don't work out and we have to move on, you know, like it, it can happen. Um, and we need to make room on the 40-man and say one of these three guys are, you know, pitching really well at the minor league level. You might actually see them as options as well, and I'm going to just throw them out there and let you have them. 
Uh, one is Jack Leiter, you just mentioned. Dane Acker, who's Rule 5 eligible, and Avery Weems, a lefty, another guy Rule 5 eligible. I mean, these are guys that if they're good, like if they're looking good at AAA and they're pitching well, very much like Bradford last year, these are guys that, that could become your Cody Bradford for 2024. Well, yeah, Avery Weems is going to be coming off of a Tommy John surgery. So I don't know 100% that he'll be ready for the start of the season. Um, mm-hmm. But he did have that Tommy John early in the uh, uh, offseason last year. So it wasn't like he was uh, got the spring training, found out he needed Tommy John. It was prior to that. So he's mm-hmm. probably looking at, um, you know, April as being a time to be getting close to being ready. Um, that would be 16 months. So um, he may start the season with round rock and be in the rotation. He's going to get an opportunity. He was a part of uh, um, one of the deals. I can't remember if it was um, minor or um, Lynn. I can't remember. I think it was Lynn. I think he was the other piece with Dane uh, Dunning. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Avery Weems, you know, coming off of injury. So, you know, they're probably going to be slow with him. Um, I wouldn't expect a ton of innings early in the season. Uh, wait until he gets, you know, back to full strength. Um, Dane Hacker, I still probably think he'll break club with Frisco this year yep. unless something drastic happens. But I could see him as being a guy that uh, that works his way up to the big leagues at some point this year and forces his way onto that 40-man but uh, not 100%, um, maybe puts himself in a position where they definitely put him on the 40-man coming into this next season. At this time next year, he's on the 40-man. I could see that as well. And then Jack Leiter, like I said, I'm in. You know, he's – the fastball is there. The fastball is there. The fastball is there. End zone strike percentage is good. He's just got to figure out how to get guys to, you know – um, bite with his breaking stuff and that's going to come. I think it's, I mean, I think that again, I, I still feel like um, ambitious, um, you know, with him starting straight from uh, Vanderbilt into double a, but at the same time, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe it was a good thing for a little bit of humble, um, get him in mm-hmm. a position to where he's having to work harder than he's ever worked before to be the pitcher that he knows he can be. So, um, you know, I, I still I still like Jack Leiter. I still think that he's going to be a starting pitcher in this rotation at some point, and I think he's going to get every opportunity to. And, um, you know, I mean, unless something comes up where you can get a frontline starter for him, uh, I can't imagine a situation where he would – wouldn't get every chance in the next couple of years to be on this ball club. Yeah. And I want to mention a couple of things that, that uh, a couple of things these guys all have in common. Um, first of all, case per nine, all of them well over 10 Acker Weems and Zach and uh, Jack Leiter all over. I mean, Weems is at in his minor league career. Weems is at 11 and a half. Uh, all of them have had the same exact problem and that's just been throwing strikes and not walking guys. Uh, none of them, uh, are giving up more hits uh, than innings pitch. So again, these are guys that have electric, uh, electric stuff. Like these are these are really good pitchers, not guys that you know kind of, you know, whether it's been injury problems or or the wrong place at the wrong time, or just with Jack with Jack Leiter, it's just he's just going through a natural progression 
that all young guys go through. But I think, again, like the point I was trying to get across, and I think we've kind of made that point here, is that there are a lot of players that are really, really good that are major league options going into this season for the Rangers. We, how, I mean, how many have we talked about? I mean, we've talked, we didn't even talk about the top four guys, but we've talked about, I think, seven different starting pitchers. This is not like uh, Glenn Otto. Alex, uh, what is it? Uh, AJ Alexi. Yeah. No, this is not those guys. Those guys were guys. They were like, ah, well, this is their last chance to see what they got. These are like stud pitchers that for one reason or another have not been able to get to the big league level. But these are guys that are high ceiling guys. And and, and a lot of it is being young. The Rangers knew that they were going to need starting pitching help last year. They went out and got it. This year, they've got to give these guys, I mean, not got to, but they want to give these guys an opportunity. They've got an opportunity to, to see what these guys have here for a, for an extended period of the time or period of time in the first half of the season. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, worst case scenario, those guys get you into a position to where you can bolster your bullpen with, or, uh, you know, best case scenario, you, you get in a position where those guys bolster your bullpen late in the season. Or worst case scenario, you yeah. find out that, you know, we don't have guys just yet and that we need to, you know, focus on developing this next batch of starting pitching and Mitch Brott and Josh Stefan and, mm. and and those likes. Yeah, Brock and you Porter. actually mentioned a – well, and you mentioned a great point there too is that the the all of these guys have like strikeout stuff. So if their control goes the right direction in the minors this year, that does also mean that we do – that can give them – you know, help the team out from the bullpen, knowing that they can, you know, possibly, you know, do a long relief or help like Bradford did last year and kind of that hybrid role or even Dunning. Um, we know that that role is invaluable in today's game. So, so there's a lot of flexibility here. And you know, what's funny, Bull, I know that if we, if I started a whole other conversation, um, we could go off on a whole nother rabbit trail, but that's my segue into the, into our subs, uh, commercial here but man imagine this conversation next year going into camp with all of the pitching right now that the rangers have at the minor league level next year this is going to be an issue (laughs) it's going to be an issue it's It's going to be a thing yes it's going to be an issue because if you've been following our exclusive content down the farm with the boys you know that we've done deep dives at every level this year uh, and we've talked about every level at length we've done our top 40 prospect list so you guys are up to speed, but now we're about to move into, I think, probably one of our favorite times of year based on what we did last year, where we're going to talk about starting pitching at every level. And we're going to talk about these guys. And I'm telling you, if you listen to this show, you're going to be just as excited about uh, as we are going into next year at this time, because there's going to be guys in their mid or like early 20s that are going to be knocking on the door looking for their chance to pitch at the big league level if all things go the way uh, that they did last year throughout the minor leagues. So if you want to learn more, if you want to know more about who they are and what's going to be happening, you want to hear the same kind of content that you got right now, but more at the minor league level, you need to go to our website, www. Did I just say www? Anyway, texasrangerswiththeboys.com. All one word. (laughs) <laughs> it's a dollar 99 a month or you can go to our spotify page and you can subscribe now i'm so pumped about it like it got me i'm so excited about it like 1994 and you hit a www yeah i went in the 
the world wide web the world wide web dangers yes but hey you know the 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 thing is this the the important part to remember here is that look there is so much going on with this team and if you want to learn more about it go to our website go to spotify it's a dollar 99 a month just two bucks and make it the best 24 dollars you spend in 2024 texas uh down on the farm with the boys where we cover all things in the oh, Rangers yeah. minor and league the, system and the, that round rock express they're first on the list coming up so we'll be we'll be right into them this week and we've got lots of time to to talk about them and uh you know there's lots to talk about and we've been talking about them just today and mm-hmm. and this is just kind of you know, a, a little bit about them. So we'll get into them even more when we talk about those AAA rosters and, and the possibilities there. Heck yeah. Cause there's some, there's some rule five guys that got to be uh, made decisions on there's There's going to be uh non-roster invites rolling in. There's even, uh, we even got a, a pretty, a pretty good non-roster, a couple of non-roster invites already to talk about. So yeah, it's going to be a big deal, but Hey, let's stop talking about all, let's start talking, stop talking about all that. It's time. It's time. We we know why you really listened to this episode. We we drug it out as much as we could. But it's time to talk about the number one moment of 2023 for the Texas Rangers. A little anticlimactic, but man, I could talk about this moment for the rest of my life, and I don't think it'll ever get old. Yeah, man, I mean, it's it's got to be, right? It's, it's yep. game five, strike three. Josh Moore's mm. to Cattell Marte to win the World Series. I mean, we can diagram the game all you want, but the Rangers, they looked dead for six or seven innings, and then they finally turned it on and scored a couple of runs and put themselves in a position to win that thing. And and Josh Spores gave them, what, like two and a third that night, something like that, and and closed everything down in game five, and the Rangers – they get to hoist the trophy. We get to put the banner up this year whenever the Cubs roll into town for opening day. And it, it all stems from that number one moment, that that big strike three call that uh, lifted mm. the Texas Rangers to the World Series championship. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think we it was two it was two and a third uh from spores, one hit, four K's, and I think we even kind of gave him a nickname. I think we called him Sporzy. But I mean, you know, that's what you do in baseball. You just make up nicknames. Yeah, you just put a Y on their name and it's like Sporzy. Yeah. Hey, you know what's so appropriate? Um today, I, I don't know what it was. It's just something was going on uh in the you know the stars aligned. But I had a I had a, I had a couple hours while the babe the baby was uh was taking a nap. The wife was out shopping for makeup and you know doing that thing. And I was like yeah, yeah, she went to Ulta, and so I'm like, man, I want to watch. I can watch a show, so I popped in Major League, and man, I started getting all the feels again, you know. And then you got then then Wild Thing comes out, you know, and he strikes out the the Yankees guy, and in my mind, I'm thinking Josh Spores, you know. Yeah. Man, I'm mean, yeah, you're just doing that, like uh, I mean, it, it'll probably be uh, you'll be hearing this afterwards, but I saw if you uh started the game at 9 06 on New Year's Eve, you mm-hmm. would be celebrating the championship as as the uh as the new year rang in. Mm, so we just got to go back to the uh to the replay yeah, and watch the so, whole thing, 
Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> but sorry, we're a little late. I mean, we're not helping you any because I mean, this is well over, you know, by the time you hear that. <laughs> well, and and just like so that whole game. Yeah, you're welcome for that. But even even the game itself, you know, the Rangers um, go and they win five zip. Um, you know, just a just one of those games like where it just you'll never forget the, you know, the moment where the guy, uh, the center fielder for the uh, the Diamondbacks, um, yeah, yeah, Alec Thomas, who's a who's a heck of a ball player, like yeah, good like defender he, too. He, yeah, and he's 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 pretty much got it all. He's got the speed. He can hit a little bit. Um, great defender, yeah, but he had that he had that Nelly Cruz moment. Um yeah. Buck, you know, man. where yeah, the buck, yeah, it's just one of those moments where it's like, oh my gosh, man, like they're they're never gonna <laughs> they're never gonna forget that. Um, remember, don't forget in that game, Marcus Simeon um with a home run. Uh Corey Seeger. Yeah, Corey Seeger had two hits in that game. Evan Carter had the double. Um, off Zach Gallon of all people. I mean, the Rangers beat. Mitch Garver had the RBI, um, RBI in the seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I... been, it all kind of turned around in the in the seventh for them. And uh, the ninth inning, they had a big inning against Seawald again. And uh, for a guy that was so unhittable throughout the playoffs, the Rangers just teed off on Seawald. And really, you know, won that championship off of that guy who was so good for Arizona mm-hmm. down the stretch and, and through the playoff run. Yeah, it, it just wild to me because, you know, remember, remember when, uh, one thing that, that I was saying, I probably said it a hundred times. And so it'll probably ring true in your ear that I was like, I don't want the easy. I don't want this the easy route. I want to beat the Astros. You know, like I want to beat all the good teams. I don't want, and so the fact that we beat the best team with the best record, we swept them. Then we beat the Astros, you know, at their house. And then now you go here to play Arizona, and the, to win the World Series, you had to beat one of the best pitchers in the league this year, and a pitcher that had beat you pretty good. Like, like Gallon had, you know, Hey, he, we had a good yeah. game against him, but they've also he also had some good outings against us. And then you had to go and beat pretty much the best pitcher in the playoffs, uh, Paul Seawald, and you got him twice. Well, uh, and, the Rangers and, did it the hard way, and I love that. And and just that night, I mean, big, big, you know, big performance by Nadia Valdi. I don't think people really understand how big that game five was. That he was mm-hmm. in and out of trouble all night long, but he was matching mm-hmm. zeros with Gallon when Gallon's throwing the game of his career, and mm-hmm. you know Eovaldi just keeping them in that ball game and making sure that uh, you know there was a position for them to uh, get to that Spores pitch is 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 as big as anything in that whole in that whole series and that and that whole game. Well, in the Rangers of all of all of the ways to win the World Series. The, the two things that they – the two two kind of things to, that, that made it kind of just special and, and kind of anti-Ranger history was, number one, they pitched a shutout. The Rangers pitched mm-hmm. a shutout yeah. to win their World Series. And then not only that, but it was the bullpen, um, you know, starting pitching and a bullpen. Like, I mean, this is not – the this was not the Rangers I grew up watching. And so Nate Eovaldi gets his fifth postseason win – um, and then Josh Spores, you know, was just, I mean, he His second, you know, that was one for the ages. Right. And, and Spores, remember he had, he was our, one of our best bullpen guys for the first half. 
and then he had some injury stuff, and then he came back yeah. really strong there towards the end of the year. And don't forget, I mean, after the Astros series in early September, when mm-hmm. the, in the massacre at uh, at Globe Life, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Spores was one of those guys that I thought he might get cut. That was how, mm-hmm. you know, like he might lose his 40-man spot, but he was hurt. And he was having mm-hmm. ankle issues. And once he got his ankle back to where he could, you know, land the way he needed to land, you know, uh, um, I saw I saw a story where Bochi was saying that Maddox just came to him and said, hey, look, Spores is right. Let's do it. And he just trusted Maddox and went with Spores. Mm-hmm. And Spores was so good in the playoffs. I think he gave up one run over like 11 and a third or something like that. I mean, it, it just... I mean, what a performance from Josh Spores in the playoffs, and hopefully, you know. You want the numbers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Josh Spores in the playoffs, he had ten appearances. Um, he pitched twelve innings. In those twelve innings, he struck out thirteen people, walked four, gave up eight hits, only gave up one earned run through that for a WHIP of .667. A 9.8 Ks per nine didn't give up one home run. The home runs were the problem for him during the season. And in some of those home runs, I mean, there was one, I can't remember what game was it where, where he threw a, like a fastball, like a foot out of the zone and he still Over got a home run hit off his head and he hit it out of the park. Yeah, I think it was like Chaz McCormick for the Astros at one point. It was just ridiculous. I mean, you had to feel for Sporzy. He was, I mean, you know. They're trying to waste a pitch, and the dude hammered it. So, <laughs> so anyway, him, but um, so him to get it back in the World Series and have such a unbelievable uh, postseason, good on him, and it gives you confidence that between him and Leclerc and Kirby Yates and mm-hmm. and the, some of the guys that they've got a good back into the bullpen going into next year. But you know, you know how bullpens go. We'll just have to wait. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the other part about Spores is, like, he's actually – when you look at his numbers, and, of course, like, you know, we, we look at probably numbers, like, way more than the everyday person. But when you look at his numbers, you know, like his whip, like his, you know, um, Ks per nine, you know, a lot of the they, – they're all really good. It just seems like it's just the ERA. And sometimes – it seems like an untimely maybe home runs and stuff like that. I feel like, personally, that Spores is, is kind of – yeah, due he for a breakout year. Inflated his numbers, yeah. Like, I just think he's due also, for a breakout year. Also, real quick, congratulations to Josh Spores on the uh, the birth of a child. I think he had a son mm. last week, so congratulations to him. Since we had the show last time, so good for good for him. He becomes a dad, and you know he's going to be a good one. Yep, yeah, best thing, best thing ever, man. So, hey, uh, what a great year it has been. Thank you guys for taking the ride with us. You know, it's we're past a year right now. We're two hundred forty plus episodes. (laughs) Yeah, knee deep in two hundred plus episodes. It's been a blast, and you know we're not going anywhere. Uh, We're we're just enjoying every bit of it. We love talking baseball, and and you know uh, I know for you guys it's probably the same as us. Sometimes baseball can um, be the best part of your day, or turn a turn a rough a rough day around and help. help help the sun shine a little brighter on you that day. So uh, we, we appreciate everything from you guys and what a great year it's been. And Hey, 2024, it's only going to get gooder, man. 
Oh, yeah, gooder, of course. And uh, Happy New Year to everybody out there that listens. And thank you to everyone that's listened th- throughout the year. I mean, we've had some really high, high points. And, uh, you know, I mean, once upon a time, we did a preview of the Oakland A's that nine people listened to. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're still getting people listening to our show after the Rangers won the World Series. So, yeah, and I think it's going to be another great year. So, uh, one more time, don't forget us on social media, TX Rangers WTB. Don't forget that website, Texas Rangers with the boys.com. One word. I don't think you need a WWW on that. And that's where you can find our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys where, man, I'm telling you what I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that it seems like this show is kind of hitting its stride as well. I mean, it's, it seems like it's getting better every episode. Um, so, know, you know, we're, we're thinking about adding some new content to it coming up here too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just really starting to take on a life of its own and having a lot of fun doing that. And if it's your one-stop shop for all things, Rangers minor league, just a dollar 99 over there on our website. And uh, thank you for following us on your favorite podcasting platform from the 300 for the 300 pound manimal, AKA bull Knight. This is your boy, Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the boys wishing you a happy, happy new year, a happy 2024. We are signing out.